Thank you for listening to another episode of Recovery Nuggets Podcast. Quint Boa joins the program this week. Clint is a writer, director, producer. He is a psychotherapist. He's in recovery, and he comes on and shares his experience, strength, and hope. Hope you enjoy the episode. Good morning, Quint. How are you? I'm well, David. How are you? Good. It's midday there, huh? Uh, it's Well, it's uh, coming up to 11 o'clock, so yes. Okay, cool. All right. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good. Good. Fortunately, I'm an early riser at this point in my life. So, yeah. How old? Where are you now? I'm in North Carolina. So it's about 6 a.m. Oh, really? That's interesting. Let me yeah. just play that um, sure. I was in I was in North Carolina uh, about um, two months ago. I was in I was in Asheville, Atlanta and, and Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Asheville is great. Yeah, we we've got we work with Honeywell, uh, and their international HQ is in Charlotte, and then yeah. we've got a producer in Asheville. Asheville's lovely, and then um yeah. and obviously uh then there's uh, Atlanta, which is um which is well, I prefer Asheville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I went to school in um Asheville or Atlanta for graphic design a long time ago. Oh yeah, long long time, 1990. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, Tempest Fugit. <laughs> yeah yeah so um well that's cool so you were just in you were just stateside yeah so my company uh it's a it's an animation video production company yeah. and um we uh we have offices in new york and in, in los angeles and one of our largest clients is honeywell so their honeywell are based in charlotte so yeah. i go out to atlanta and, and and charlotte probably once or twice a year so the next time i come out we can yeah um, yeah meet yeah that'd be great to link up yeah yeah so um this so this is a sort of a, a pre-qualifier before the podcast or is this the actual podcast we're doing now well i've already done the intro and then i will edit you know but yeah this is kind of a pre-chat and then we'll just get into your story and you know your videos and and, and what your how you help people i love the animation videos I, i'm a an artist myself so, oh really yeah i do oh, digital I use the iPad a lot. I use Procreate, things like that for illustration. And um Oh brilliant. Yeah. So well, you know what we so you, you get what we're trying to do then, what I'm trying to do anyway. The uh yeah. yeah. Um because I just think that that animation is such a fantastic tool for 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 a, I mean not not a tool on its own, but as part of a sort of multimodal approach to addiction, depression, anxiety. I don't think you know things like adobe creative suite only really sort of came online about a decade ago yeah and the possibilities haven't even been explored with 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 addressing issues and now because everyone's got a cell phone all of that yeah. resource can be at, free at the point of, in fact i just literally this morning got my first email from a student services at a university in london saying they're taking all of the understanding animations and putting them on their student services brilliant that's great yeah, yeah. and you're and that's uh i know you make money with your you know your corporate stuff but that i love that you are offering you're saying hey these are free share them Definitely. get them out there yeah well i mean the 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 corporate stuff is is obviously we've got to make money somehow yeah we've got to pay our bills yeah, yeah. but i just love that yeah i love that you're doing these animations as a way of service to others yeah well that's exactly the word service and you know it's by the grace of god or or something that that i'm still here it's a bloody miracle i mean any any way you slice it i should not be here 
And the fact that I am is I owe down to a, basically a load of strangers um, <laughs> who took the time and effort to, to get this knucklehead to see what he was doing and to try and find an alternate way. Um, yeah. and- well, that's a good segue into your, your story. I mean, how did mm-hmm. you, I mean, it seems like your life is flourishing now due to being sober. Well, I, I honestly, if you looked at the promises, um, uh, the the fact that I one day had this epiphany of of doing animation as opposed to video um, changed the fortune of the entire company. For, uh, six years ago, seven years ago, we were in a cow shed basically in Adelston, which is a little town outside of Kingston. Now we're a multinational, multi-million pound company. And animation is part of that story and that's why we got into into some of the world's well we, we work with 10 fortune 500 companies now um so um you know we're we're a fairly sort of sizable enterprise that comes with problems of its own of course you mm-hmm. know 50 staff you know jesus yeah. you know <laughs> i mean you know you just don't need that i mean i wasn't anyway but um but the animation side of things is is uh, is what did that, and I put that down to the fact that I wasn't drinking red wine, and I was clear-minded, and suddenly I saw an opportunity that otherwise I would have got pissed and, I mean, drunk and, and yeah. not um, and not taken advantage of it. And so yeah, so I've been sober for eight years. Um, I I started. My father's an alcoholic. Uh, he was Bruce Bower, so he was um, an actor. He was in Empire Strikes Back. Do you, have you ever seen Faulty Towers? I haven't seen. Uh... Faulty Towers, but I saw that your dad's an actor from Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. So he, but he came over. He was a physically large man. He was about six foot four. So any American that you wanted in your movie, um, Bruce Bower was the go-to. There's probably only about three or four people in London at the time. That was the same for commercials. So he, he, at any casting, there'd only be three of them. They all knew each other, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, they're all best mates, and. Um, and they just worked it between the three of them. So if anybody wanted a CIA director or, or a military chief or or a, or a mafiosi boss, you know, it was one of the three of them would get it. Yeah, yeah, you know? okay. And same for voiceovers <laughs> as well. All Bruce had to do then was sort of muffle the Canadian accent and, um, you know, he passed for an American, at least over here. And um, anyway, he got into AA when I was seven. So childhood was a little bit turbulent. And, um, and he stayed sober ever since. Um, it was a bit of a we call it a marmite character um in aa so he some people loved him some people hated him um my impression of him was that he'd stand up and instead of doing a share he'd do a lecture and uh, <laughs> you know you know there's right. people in meetings that 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 talk for everybody there sure you know, that's what he'd do i think that's that, that's the criticism he he died about 10 15 years ago now so okay um but so anyway, and I, I one of the reasons I didn't get go into AA was because I didn't want to be like my dad. I didn't want to admit that to myself. So um, I carried on drinking, and the drinking got worse and worse. I I managed to sort of I had a few sort of rock bottoms, and then, uh, but I, I I was very lucky. I didn't lose my wife. I didn't have a car accident, although there's enough drinking and driving. Terrible. I mm. didn't lose. I I I, I didn't. I didn't really suffer in the way that a lot of people have suffered, but I mean, honest to God, I was riding for a fall. I mean, it's just by the, you know, it's lucky that I didn't have a massive car accident or, you know, come off my motorbike or something. And I, um, and, and so I stopped eight years ago, just over eight years ago. And, um, and uh, initially it was very difficult. Um, I, I thought, what the hell's going on? You know, the, the, if you want to find out why you drink, you stop, right? And then I had all that stuff to de- deal with. Um, 
I love that. Uh, and then, yeah. and then you, then you uh, do all the first, you know, the first sort of, um, you know, the first client meeting, the first day sober, the all the first, and and uh, then I, I I tried to intellectualize it. I, I so I did a whole lot of, you know, all, basically all these books are, are yeah. books about booze, you know, frankly, you know, yeah, and um, yeah, right over here. Yeah, <laughs> I do a yep. screenshot of yours and compare it because they're, they're bound to be some. Oh yeah, there's there's over here in the living room. <laughs> yeah, listen, well, can I ask you? I was talking sure. to a guy in Chicago yesterday. Sure. And he he said, um, oh, he said, yeah, I quit when I was 55 years old, and um, and now I'm just used to living life left-handed. I said, oh, oh. I'm sorry, sorry. What do you mean by that? He said, well, because normally habitually I lose my right hand, but now because I'm not drinking, I have to use my left. I thought, oh, is wow. that American? Well, that's, it seems to me you've never heard of that either. No, I, I've never heard of that. And I'm actually left-handed. So, oh. you know, I, <laughs> but I'm ambidextrous. You know, I, like when I play sports or whatever, I throw right-handed. And then when I draw, I draw left-handed. Oh, so, right. Really? But I, I'd never really heard that that phrase or that concept. But it makes sense in a way. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I've said to people a lot of times, like, when I got clean, and I switched everything I was doing because I was trying to go to bed at 7 a.m. And then when I quit, it was like I was living in a new town because I was getting up at seven, not trying to go to bed at seven. Yeah. And when I was going to meetings, you know, I went from bars to being in churches, even though I wasn't affiliated with the churches. And I was doing things in the same town that I didn't used to do when I was drunk or high. So yeah. I'm literally living in a new town, but it's the same town. Oh, how interesting. How you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. Isn't it? So you saw that sort of the town from a whole new angle. You didn't have to do a geographical. No. There no. And the whole thing just changed. <laughs> yeah, well, I ended up down here because it was a geographical. I left New York City and because, I, you know, in my mind, they I wasn't going to drink or use drugs down here because they didn't have them in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I quickly found out that that's not the case. I took me <laughs> with me down here, you know, so. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. So you've been on the journey for eight years and then, yeah. um, you know, what are some of the things that you still do to, to maintain your sobriety? Uh, well, I, I, um, I'm very keen on sport. So I, I got into sport. Uh, so I play tennis regularly. Um, I, um, I picked up a guitar. I started doing that, you know, to try and find a, a substitute for, for the the high of drinking um so endorphins is one high you know mm -hmm. cycling and, and tennis and weights and uh and and guitar is is a is a practical thing that that i try to get better at you know for its own sake yeah. i mean it's 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 the same isms isn't it i i, I honestly dave think i can play madison square gardens mm -hmm. um with my guitar or with a tennis racket at some point yeah. in my life, right? I'm 60. Right. Who am I fucking kidding, right? Um, <laughs> right. But but I still th and unless and until I can make progress to that end, I beat myself up about it. And it's like, well, that's that's just not the way to live, you know. That is mm. definitely not. And um, I surround myself with um, other AA people. Um, the AA group that I go to is quite uh, humanistic. I mean, God is 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 god but it's also a, an acronym you know great outdoors group of drunks generally ordered direction yeah uh, oh, i like that great outdoors group <laughs> i like that yeah and, yeah and, and you hear good orderly direction here a lot too yeah and yeah. and that's um and so i i do that and i try and i you know the, the thing is you've got to have a program 
you know, if it's not the program, it's a program. So what is yeah. my program? What's my design for life? And that's a that's a, an ongoing daily operation to, to try and find out what that is. It's very easy for me to slip into what I'd call a holic behavior with work. Mm-hmm. Because when starts when things start really rolling, you know, and there are calls coming in from all over the place and and people asking me for questions, you know, I can go sort of messianic on the mm-hmm. one hand. And and I can go, Jesus Christ, I'm completely overwhelmed here and, you know, curl, yeah. curl into a fetal ball. But um, what I can't do is, is in those cases, you know, pick up a bottle of vodka or, or Jack Daniels and, and get hammered because I can't do that anymore. So so there has to be other um, uh, um, tools uh, which I have to, to, to design and then use. And and. I mean, I think I mean, if I can use a, a, a metaphor for, for, for tennis, you know, the, the tool I use is to, is to just go straight at it, right? And mm. Eat the frog, just go at it, go, you know? Whereas sometimes it's better to wait or it's better to, to, to just take a moment, a pause for thought and think, okay, well, what might be another approach here, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, to st- and, to, and to stop, you know, self-will run riot, to, to stop that approach to to as a, as a way of living uh, and to talk to other people um and and to and actually you know to look around and go jesus christ you know but for the grace of god you're here who else is out there who could use it because frankly i know and you know there are yeah. millions of people walking the walk that i was on thinking they don't have an option um and they're in they're in dire straits and you know if if a if, if we can just show them, maybe there's an alternate way of looking at it. There's a possibility, just a possibility that perhaps things might not don't have to be this way. Then, and that's great, you know. Yeah, and then one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I remember the hopelessness of being in that room by myself in the end, uh, afraid of the world. You know, I just mm. and and not really thinking there was any other way at that point. Mm. I thought it was over. The fear was, the fear. was yeah. oh my God. You know, that that's just I haven't felt fear like that since I've been sober, but it was, you know, it's just that massive anxiety and that thing, what did I do last night? And how am I going to get through? And Christ, I need another drink, and oh mm-hmm. that, and this is before the hangover kicks in, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh Jesus. I mean, yeah. how the hell do we live like that? It's yeah, crazy. it's um yeah, it's just a. Uh, it's like the spirit in the end. My spirit was fighting me back in the end. My spirit was like, "This is not how you need to go out." And so I think that's where that inner turmoil was. Like my self will was run riot to 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 try and silence what the spirit really is and wanted. And so once I that surrender part that we hear about yeah. is me letting go of what the spirit wants and letting spirit just kind of flow. Yeah, I I think that's yes, yeah I think that's and well put yeah I think that's it. It's yeah. that, that supplication to something else, and uh, and and the spirit spirit unfortunately has got all sorts of connotations. Yeah, you know, uh, um, pejorative connotations like it's a little bit woo woo, but 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 there's there's something there mm-hmm. that 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 you know, it, at a frequency that you're not going to hear while you're drinking. You just have to kind of take that leap of hope and, and, and then tune into it. And yeah, it's there. 
Um, yeah. And, and when I, you know, I just, I, I feel that the more I drink and use drugs to try and quiet whatever that is, and we don't even have to call a spirit. It can be just that inner um, force. Mm, mm. It was like the worse it got because the spirit still had its strength that it was pushing back. And I, I've shared this on the podcast before where I was starting right before I quit for good. I was having this dream where I was being held underwater by like a beautiful siren. Oh, yeah. and she was gray, but it was only like six, un- six inches underwater. But she was smiling at me and holding me underwater. Huh. And it was the scariest dream I've ever had in my life. And wow. I had it. I started having it frequently those last few weeks. And ever since I quit, I've never had that dream again. It was like wow. she was happy to take me under. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's the face? How old? Can you talk, tell me a bit more about the siren? How old was she? She was probably in her 20s and, and you know, blue, beautiful flowing hair and like um, blonde, wavy. No, it was dark hair, um, kind of like gauzy chiffon fabric. Yeah. But it was in a stream and it, and and she had this smile and, and I could see her hands just holding me under, but smiling, no teeth, just like a, I've got you now. You're, you're my, you know what I mean? It wow. just was. Wow. So it, it, I mean, that could be an animation right there. You know? Well, see, this is what this is why I'm so fascinated by animation because because it's an image like that that gives you a portal into another way of thinking about something. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's it has no bearing on on reality, and yet it has a, a, a an emotional impact that, that 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 resonated with you and 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 resonates with me when you tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I mean, I I want to then sort of explore it and say, well, you know, the chiffon dress. I mean, it's quite. Mm-hmm. She, she's seduced you. I mean, you said siren. She's yeah. seduced you. Now that she's got you, right? Then gonna, you know, and I, 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 that makes me think about orca whales and how the orca whales would hold down their trainers on the bottom of the swing pool. Mm-hmm. You know, when they wanted, yeah. when they'd had enough. That's that yeah. just. Suppression and 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 ah, oh, that's fantastic, Dave. What a great well, maybe I'll uh, maybe we could do a collab on that, and I could draw up what I saw, and then we could that might be one of the understanding videos of like because, like you said, the siren seduces you, and that was my addictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that, then now that she had me, she was happy to have me. Yeah, and it scared the loving, you know, just scared the hell out of me. Just, uh, on that, on that, could you breathe while you were underwater? Were you no, struggling? That, no, that yeah, I was stri- I was struggling. Ah, and I I literally would wake up ah because oh wow yeah oh, it just brilliant yeah and in the middle of the night it just was yeah terrifying. <laughs> Jesus, that's horrible. I'm well, and at the same time, when I look back, it, it, was, it was such a metaphor for where I was at. Like I didn't want to be there anymore. I knew yeah. that it was. It was past the fun of partying. It had gone way past that. <laughs> yeah. Way past. So, um, well, tell me about these understanding animations that you do. So, um, basically, so to put some context around it, sure. we, the reason why uh, our clients use animation is because animation is is relatively inexpensive to produce. They they use animation if some if a subject is too big, too small, or too complex, you go to animation, right? If you want to describe a planet crashing into another planet, animation. You want to describe a microorganism or a or a 
Proton, you'd have to go to animation. If you want to describe how an airport works with all the airplanes and flight control, you have to use animation. Well, you know that anyway. Mm-hmm. But 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 the thing about animation is is that um, and, you, and you touched on it when when you're use when when we use language, for example, language is is the, our, our, our species go to. But but language can tie us up in knots. Language is is not sufficient to describe things. You know, love or society. We have to use metaphor, um, and 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 Im- images and symbolism um, are, are are part of the waft and weave of of how we think about things. Now, if we then start looking at things like fairy tales and and how and how fairy tales are used to to draw out um, uh, themes and, and explore them with children. Um, it's a it's a hop, skip, and a jump to animation. So what happened with with COVID here was mm-hmm. we had a load of kids. I'm sure you did in America as well. A load of kids going mental because they were locked indoors for two years, virtual schooling with parents who were often drinking themselves senseless or mm-hmm. you know beating each other up. And 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 we still are left with this sort of COVID lag of kids in school who are acting out their anger. So I thought, well, I'll do an animation about anger. And it started off provocatively with anger's not an emotion, which is a great way to start because everybody goes, yes, it is. Yeah. You know, and there's still a rolling debate, I know, but I was just being sort of controversial. Yeah. And then and then start with a metaphor of an iceberg and say, well, look, you know, that's going on underneath. It's not the kid acting out, it's the it's the things that are happening inside the kid. That's the flashpoint. That's not the thing that anyway, and yeah. teach I put it up on Instagram. And people started downloading it and sharing it. And I'd never used Instagram before, but it just took off. So then I did one on anxiety. That was even better. That anger and anxiety both won awards. And then I thought, well, we'll do some more. And so I did depression. I did trauma. I did um, um, domestic violence. And yeah. And so that group of animation sits on Instagram, free to download. And, and we don't track anybody who t- downloads them or, or, or shares them. Unfortunately, that means we don't get very much feedback. But by virtue of the fact everyone's downloading them, you know, that's good. And then and then most recently, I've, I've been thinking about, well, let's get on the front foot here. So I've, I've, I've offered it to student services. Um, um, and and by virtue of, of, of LinkedIn and stuff like that, people have people within learning and development within HR have been circling. Nothing's bit yet. But but you know, working from home isn't easy. You've got these organizations with a hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ten one in ten are going to be functioning alcoholics, maybe arguably. You know, yeah. and, and and you think, well, actually, and I, you know, maybe there is actually a commercial application for this. Uh, I'm now thinking about. Yeah, yeah, and I think these videos are, and I'll put your links in the show notes when we when I post it. But um, I. I recommend everyone go check these out. It's at shootyou.com uh, backslash understanding, correct? Yeah, forward slash understanding. Forward yeah. slash, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you just go to shoot you and then go to the learning page and then um, uh, and then at the bottom of that is the understanding page. But as I said, you know, all of the videos are free to download and, and to share uh, any way you want. Yeah. yeah. So now you are you in, what part of England are you in? Kingston, which is uh, about eight miles from central London. Okay. Now, yeah. did you grow up there? Yeah, I grew up in in uh, in in Kew, where everybody knows Kew Gardens, okay, uh, yeah. which is the Royal Horticultural Gardens, and and where I live is probably about three miles from there. So the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I've lived here all my life, and um, 
yeah and yeah and london yeah london's a great place to live of course you you're you're subject to all the vices of course that sure that a big a big city has yeah. and, and i i took my fill of all of them so what about the um you said you go to um aa yeah. are there meetings how's the the meetings around where you live are they close do you have options yeah, you do yeah. Zoom? there's there's hundreds i mean there there are hundreds of meetings here we don't want for meetings uh, there are different uh, uh uh temperaments to to each of the different meetings you know some are yeah. sort of bible thumping some are sort of hardcore some are much more relaxed there's men's meetings there's there's codependency meeting there's anon meetings and all the usual um <laughs> but but you know in my travels um i i try to get to to meetings yeah as as often as i can and you know it's really reassuring that wherever you are in the world be it dubai or amsterdam or wherever yeah you you've you've got the yellow cards there and it's it's a fraternity that's been wonderful for me to go to a strange city and suddenly i'm in amongst friends really um straight away which is which is which is a great thing um and i mean a funny story for you (laughs) um i was in amsterdam about uh three months ago and i googled aa meetings and there was a an AA meeting. So I got on my bicycle and I cycled down. And there's a big sort of austere building. Mm-hmm. And I rang on the doorbell and I said, yeah, hello, I'm, I'm here for whatever it's called, sober sunshine, yeah. or whatever. I'm sorry, you're at the Dutch palace? I said, I'm sorry? <laughs> you're at the Dutch palace? I said, does the Dutch royal family have a drink problem? No, 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 they don't have a drink problem. We get this all the time. You need to go down the road, do a right, do a left, you know. So I got on my bicycle and I went down. And there were these men and women outside a uh, a, 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 a house. And I yeah. said, are you guys friends of Bill? And they sort of laughed at that. And and, yeah. and you're in, you know, and you're in. Well, yeah, and you, yeah, it's so funny that you, I love that you brought that up because <clears> – <throat> As soon as you find the spot, it's not that you know that the building is us; it's the people hanging outside. You're like, "Oh, there we are." Yeah, <laughs> you see yeah. us, right? You're, yeah, there's a few people outside having a smoke or whatever, and yeah. you're like, "Okay, I'm home." And uh, I like going to meetings out of town when you travel because you don't know anyone, so you don't know their backstories and how they're really acting or whatever. So you can really just hear the message, mm. you yeah. know, without without preconceived notions of the person that maybe you know or or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's I mean, great it, yeah and and also the way they describe it because because you know you could take a, a transcript of what they said and it could be any alcoholic anywhere mm-hmm. um but but the way they describe it is is also interesting as well i mean you know for example let's take amsterdam for example i i, I talked to a couple of them and one of them had been in uh in in uh ireland for a week in, in, a, in rehab. And the other one had been in Scotland for a week in rehab. And I sort of looked at them in the clothes and stuff, priced them up, as we say in London, you know, <laughs> I, I priced them up and I thought well, they can't, they can't afford that. And I said, mm-hmm. I, I went point blank. Cause you can, right. Cause you're an AA and you talk yeah. candidly. And I said, yeah, how did you guys afford to go to art? And they said, Oh, well, you just say to the Dutch government or your GP that you're an addict and they give you 40,000 euros. It's like, wow. What? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And there's no, is it a disease? Is it a choice? Nothing like that. It's like, no, you're an addict. Here's 40,000. Don't go to rehab. Go to rehab. Yeah. Wow. How enlightened is that? Yeah. There's a lot of countries that are doing, they're treating, it's not, they're, they're going away from the corporal punishment and and treating it more like they're mentally ill. They've got, they need help. Yeah. So it's an interesting um, shift. It's not everywhere, but it is 
it, it is happening in, in other parts of the world for sure. Yeah. And I mean, and I think, well, certainly, and you've done some research as well. Look at your massive book pile behind you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've right. been doing research. And, and there's something to be said about the fact that, you know, if, you, if you're involved in a repetit- repetitively involved in habitual behavior, you know, the, the, the neurons and the transmitters and the, and the synapses and the neurochemicals are all going to make you reinforce that behavior until you don't honestly believe you've got a choice. You know, your prefrontal cortex is shot. You feel like shit. You can't think out of the box. Mm-hmm. And you're just... You know, as a as a guy used to say, a guy I know used to say, uh, you know, you're on the straight and narrow. And mm-hmm. when you say to somebody you're on the straight and narrow, they think that oh well, you're you're sober. No, you're on the straight and narrow when you're an alcoholic because you know exactly where you're going to be. You're going to mm-hmm. wake up at seven o'clock in the morning or going to bed at seven o'clock in the morning in North Carolina yeah. every morning. You know. Yeah. Because you're on the straight and narrow, you're on rails, you know, yeah. that's exactly how you're going. Oh, whereas, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Sober, you got options, you know. Yeah, we're like this kind of this big, you know, thing of that's kind of moving around together in some direction, but we don't know. But at least we're all together being like minded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a kind of a constellation of ideas that are that are, that, that we're all sharing and and we're, we've got this uh disease um uh that that uh is 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 has a tremendous social stigma still mm-hmm. uh, even coming out as an alcoholic is is i think very brave i mean certainly in the last you know 50 years you could come out you know it, being gay was illegal 50 years ago right and, sure. and 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 now you can get married and have kids you yeah. know and, and you can take that same line of thought across a lot of other different uh previously uh uh, 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 stigmatized uh, things, but I think still be, coming out as an alcoholic is is pretty brave. Um, sure. And and I think and and as you uh, to your earlier point, I think they walk amongst us. You can tell. I mean, do you ever done that? Are you a friend of Bill's? I am. Yeah. You get into an Uber or something, and you kind of look around, and go, Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to take a chance here. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It's happened to me loads of times. Work. Just yeah. different functions. You know you know, be at a, an event and say, I don't drink, you know, and like, Oh, da, da, da. and like, and then we got to start talking. And I'm like, even one of our sales reps where I work, I order fabric from him. We've yeah. been, I've been dealing with him for three years, never met him in person. And then we got to talking and then I said something about why well, I quit drinking because whatever. And he said, yeah, me too. And then turns out he's in recovery, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so now he listens to the podcast out of Florida. <laughs> so I mean it's like it's you know and we we talk about life and uh sports outside of just the ordering fabric. And so that's a different relationship that I know there's been days when I didn't feel good but I had to call him for something. Yeah. And it just was nice to know that yeah. I was talking to someone in recovery. Yeah. During yeah. the middle of the day. You know, it was very calming and I didn't even say anything to him about it, but it, it just is. Yeah. That therapeutic value of talking like us talking this morning. I'm going to be good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm going to take that image that, that you gave me and, and and really think on that. That was that was you know really, really moving. And that's and that's part of going back to AA. That's it, it, that has always got me. And I, I, I keep thinking on it. What is the power of being in a room with like minded people? You know, we say God is an acronym group of drunks. And yeah, and there's something about I know that tomorrow morning I'm going to be in that room. They're going to be people who I probably wouldn't cross paths with on a, on a daily basis. You know, I just wouldn't. 
Mm-hmm. But but in that room, we're all of the same mind. We're all pilgrims, if you like, without mm-hmm. the connotations of that, on the same journey. And all of us, every time one of them opens their mouth, it hits something in me every time and, and yeah. sets me up for the day. And um, yeah. it's really reassuring to know that 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 they're there and um and we're back to the word spirit i mean there's a there's kind of a spiritual connection there it's great oh for sure and um i like the fact that um you and i talking i'm not telling you what you need to do i'm (laughs) just i share with you what works for me and you can take you might take a piece of it and go that's great i don't i don't agree with that i'll i'm not going to do that but i'll try that it's more of a shared experience like this is how we get through this, you know, whereas I know a lot, I can only speak for myself, but, you know, I had a problem with authority or someone telling me what to do because of certain things in my childhood. So to come into a room where they say, this is how we do it. It's a suggestion. Yeah. You know, there are some things we definitely have to do, but you know, there's a lot of room for interpretation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's it's magnificent like that, isn't it? It's not prescriptive. It's a very broad church, and that broad church can that allows it access to it from a lot of different doorways. You know, I mean, think of the the ethnic and 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 uh, well, all of the the wide variety of humanity that come into those rooms. Again, you know, people that yeah. wouldn't normally, and and I mean, I remember I was in Dubai, and there were there were there were people very money people there sitting mm-hmm. next to taxi drivers that were mm-hmm. you know from the philippines and they were as what you could take the transcript from anything either of them said and it's yeah. the same thing you know yeah the diversity is one of the things i love the most you know i mean it doesn't matter socioeconomic uh, if you're a doctor lawyer cab mm-hmm. driver like you said it doesn't matter uh because mm-hmm. The disease doesn't discriminate. No, it's <laughs> it very doesn't. demographic. Very democratic like that, isn't it? <laughs> very, yeah, yeah. Amazingly so. You know, you look at someone <laughs> who's got six degrees, and but they can't stay sober, you know, and you're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but they, they're then role models or poster boys and girls for the fact that, that somebody who, you know, is looking at somebody like that and going, well, hang on. I thought I could intellectually outrun this, but that guy's got a Range Rover outside and mm-hmm. he's clearly quite, when he's got a Breitling watch on and clearly he couldn't outrun it. Jesus, I better listen to what he has to say, or I'm going to talk to him, have a coffee with him afterwards. And yeah, you know, you know. well, yeah. And you, you touched on it a little bit there because when we, I know when I first got in, I was trying to intellectualize this thing. Yeah. And which a lot of us do. And then when it shifts to, a practical application of what they're saying. Like you got to be honest, you got to be open-minded and you got to be willing to do some different things. Mm. And then you think it's all the, I thought it was all these big things, but it was like, tell the truth at work. If you're sick, you're sick. Or if you go to the grocery store, put the grocery cart back. If someone cuts you off in traffic, just let them go. It's, it's not these big things. It's like these simple, it's like, if you get a, a, a bill, pay the bill. It's like, get up, brush your teeth. It's like these, we think it's these massive changes, but it's, it's, it's like a lot of just little subtle changes to stay on the path. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, to me, that's the practical application. It's the simple stuff. Yeah. There's a, there's a wonderful, um, 
guy in in our home group, my home group, who who is a, an ex prisoner, mm. and uh, and he's Irish, so he has this very thick, rolling Irish brogue. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and 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 he and and the way he talks is, I get up in the morning and I make my bed, and and then I go and I go to the shops because I can afford it, and I buy myself a lamb chop, and then I go back and I and it's something meticulous and you know and very precise about it but they but but he's reassured by this all and it comes from being a prison lag you know because yeah uh, but but it's it's just he's just putting the he's doing the next right thing the next right thing and getting through the day and and he's been sober 20 years you know he's one of the old timers where yeah uh, that's brilliant yeah (laughs) yeah so so what like okay so you go to me do you have a sponsor uh yeah yeah i have yeah and i've i've talked to her for I don't know, about six years or something so oh yeah. wow yeah but it's 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 a fairly sort of loose arrangement now um yeah. you know, with, it's it's a lot there's a lot of shorthand there but we still meet up and 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 uh you know chat through ideas and things yeah so, good. did you uh did you have to do any like outside help did you have to do any therapy or anything like that in your journey i'm just curious no, I, I I did do. I still see a therapist. Okay. Um, and and in my past, I was a therapist. That's okay. a part of the part of the bio that I I, yeah. I don't often include. But I I did do. Uh, I was a psychotherapist, uh, and I I am highly qualified as well. I'm UKCP, APA, BCP, you know, BPS, and um uh, and but I couldn't make. Frankly, David, I couldn't make any money doing that. My yeah. wife wanted kids, and I thought. Oh, I'm going to try and start my own production company, yeah. and and that just you know flew like from the get go, um, uh, and um, so 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 yeah. I mean, I'm very interested in the human. If I if I sit in that chair behind me at, at five thirty in the morning, I'm like you get up early in the morning. I will I will. Well, you can see probably there. Yeah, there's psychotherapy books, there's yeah. philosophy books. You know, that's yeah. my thing. I love it. That yeah. tickles my yeah. ivories. You know. Yeah, and you definitely. Do as well, I guess. Is it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I, well, I do a lot of journaling in the morning. I, I meditate. I journal. I try to read something inspiring. I read anything from uh, Pema Chodron to Richard Rohr. I mean, I, I'll read. You know, anything about uh, processing trauma, Thich Nhat Han. You know, yeah. I, I just like. You know, when I at in the end, I only had dirty thoughts that came from me. They were, they were jaded, they were dark, they were depressive. And so what I learned early in recovery was that <clears throat> the books from the 12-step groups, they were giving me new ideas. And then as I branched out and I was looking in this, you know, in the second step, like a power greater than myself, well, what does that mean? So I started researching and I, I was reading Christianity, Zen, Buddhism. I was mm. trying meditation, not very well in the beginning, but it's it's now it's a practice. It's not about being good or bad. It's a practice. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And and I love like, you know, I love these these messages that are really simple. I mean, a lot of times these types of books, you can just open a page and read a paragraph. There it is. That's what I needed yeah. to read in the morning and and take that with me in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's a pretty much copy and paste what I do. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm fascinated. I was, as I said before, I'm fascinated with animation. The way that it, I mean, I'm fascinated with animation on the one hand because of its commercial applications, and we've been successful in doing that. But it's, 
it's more the 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 way that the human psyche is uh, and and how animation speaks to it um and and how i can using the resources i've got leverage animation in order to 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 try to communicate some of the ideas that we've been talking about today yeah and 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 um and get just try and open the door a little bit you know it's much more easy to sort of open someone's mind than to change it you know and if and if mm. animation yeah. can do that then 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 let's give it a go you know i mean just throw everything at it. I mean, God knows, you know, society's got enough money behind the booze industry. I mean, yeah, you know, there's a tidal wave yeah. of booze we're kind of having to deal with here. My daughter's yeah. getting pissed every single night in in university. Yeah, um, that's a whole other subject. Um, <laughs> you know, right? You know, you know, and she knows. She's seen <clears throat> me go sober. You know, we. She's 19 years old, studying psychology for Christ's sake. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. Why the fuck do you have to get pissed every night like that? Not just pissed. I mean, you know, to you're throwing up. Is yeah. that fun? You told you that was fun, you know? Yeah. Just dial it. Can you dial it back? And what's with the drugs as well? You know, just don't. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. It's that's where the baffling part comes in. You know, <laughs> yeah. About, right. It, it's insidious, baffling, powerful. I was thinking about the animation and why the way you were describing it. As children, I think most of us loved the accessibility of animation. And so the the way you're doing these animations may actually be easier for people to say, oh, what is this? And and because it's it's non-threatening, it's just animation. But then if it's connecting on an emotional, spiritual level of yeah. kind of a, a, a non, like a feeling that they haven't been able to identify and then see it visually from something that feels comforting in an animation i mean that's mm. great yeah yeah and and the word they use is just an animation that's the way people look at it. they their defenses go down it's just right. an animation. nothing invasive there's nothing gonna gonna no one's gonna tell me what to do no one's gonna you know have a go at me there's not gonna be scares in there it's just an animation it's just a bunch of drawings or or some figurines moving around and yeah and there's it's non-threatening the guard goes down and then somehow emotionally you engage with it. And then after you finish the animation, you then sort of rationally sort of process it, which yeah. is, I think, the way we do it anyway. But but somehow, somehow with animation, it, it, it does it. You know, yeah, you get, it's a, yeah, it's like this soft invite. Like, come look at this. You know, yeah, very good. Yeah. 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 Now, do you do the drawings in Creative Suite or do you, do you have artists that you work with? No, we we have a team of, of animators here. We've got uh, uh, thirty animators that that oh, wow. um, yeah. But I the the nature of this is that even though it's my bloody company, I've I've got to bite and kick and scream to to have an animator to do the work. And I know what, who the good animators are as well. And of course, they're the ones who are working for for our clients. So they're doing yeah. paid work. If I turn around to a producer and say, "Oh, can I just borrow them for a week?" You know, I know what the answer is going to be. So. So the animations that were produced on the understanding, I mean, half of those were produced out of my own pocket. So I'd go and find the freelancer I wanted and say, yeah. can you just work with me for a week or two here? And um, and, the, and a good animator maybe has no experience of alcoholism or, or no experience of, of, of psychology, but they can take the idea. I mean, the, the octopus and the anxiety video, that wasn't my idea. That was Christopher's idea. And, yeah. and, he, and, and there's something about a wriggly, slimy octopus that... Yeah, it can put their arms around you, you know, or it can be threatening, you know. Mm. 
And and I wanted to put a voice inside the octopus, you know, have the octopus speak. He said, no, 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 no. Just let the audience project onto the octopus what they think it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't let it say anything. So it's all of those sorts of ideas, and yeah, and that 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 I'm I'm really at a, a, a fledgling stage here with with how this could actually work, um, and 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 but a, but a good animator can can uh, so 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 no I I I um I I know the animators I want to to work with it's it's getting them that's the problem. Yeah, but that's why you know another part of me, Dave says, you know, that's why I would like to have one of our clients turn around and say, oh, you know, commission, you know, a, mm-hmm. a dozen, you know, well, well, half a dozen well-being animations on on whatever. I mean, there's there's crying out for one on grief because, yeah. um, you know, we, we just the other day we had a, a massive news article about people have put their loved ones in the ground without being able to say goodbye, you mm-hmm. know, either in hospital or or you know and. My daughter's got long COVID. There's enough people out there suffering, yes. you know. So, but but to if 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 a company commission said do one on grief, well, great. Then I can really pull some resources in and look sure. at it and and talk to and take the time and not feel guilty about researching and 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 do something really good. At the moment, it's me and an animator doing these things, putting them out there, seeing, getting the feedback, adjusting it slightly tinkering yeah. with around the margins but you know it's, it's it. not perfection right <laughs> that's right yeah yeah that that is uh i mean that is the <laughs> the daily mantra right progress yeah. not perfection <laughs> well we're almost out of time so i wanted to ask you like what recovery nuggets would you share with people that are still struggling and just kind of entering this this world where they want to quit uh recovery nugget is is just take it easy on yourself take it a, a, literally just take it a day at a time just 24 hours that's all you have to worry about don't project into the future um because uh because that way madness lies don't compare and despair don't compare yourselves to other people because because again you know you're liable to get you, you very rarely compare yourself to somebody who's worse off than yours and and write a gratitude list and if mm. you can't think of anything to put on your gratitude list, um, think of something that you're grateful hasn't happened because those are the things you know you've you've you've, you've taken for granted. Um, I love are, that. Those are those are three. And remember, you're on the straight and narrow once you're yeah. when, once you're sober. <laughs> you, you've got options. You've got options. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been great, man. I mean, I hope we can uh, connect some more and um, I will, uh, I'll send you some of my stuff that you can look at. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. 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 yeah, I really like that. Thank you very much. Yeah. And um, you know, if we, if you come stateside soon, just give me a message and I'll see if I can, we can link up for lunch or something like that. Definitely. Sounds brilliant. I'd really like to do that. I would love it. I would love it. Well, thanks for being on the show. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks everyone. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Recovery Nuggets Podcast. Get in touch with the show via Instagram at Recovery Nuggets Podcast. Also, the email is recoverynuggetspodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Thank you for showing up for your recovery today. Recovery Nuggets Podcast and guests are not representatives of any 12-step program. I'm not a doctor, counselor, or therapist. I share my experience, strength, and hope. Guests of the show share their personal experiences and opinions. Take what you like and leave the rest.